Welcome to the Laser Therapy Institute weekly podcast, the world's first podcast about medical laser therapy for healthcare providers. Each week, we discuss the latest research, interviews with experts, and how laser therapy can enhance your practice. Now, here is the founder of LTI and your host, Dr. Jason Roundtree. Thanks for joining me again on this week's edition of the Laser Therapy Institute podcast. My name is Dr. Jason Roundtree. I'm the founder of LTI, and I'll be your host today. We're going to be talking today about utilizing a specific kind of laser treatment in reducing opioid addiction. This particular study was published in August of 2020, so this is hot off the presses. This is a brand new study, brand new research. It was published in Frontiers in Psychiatry, and the title of the paper is a novel treatment of opioid cravings with an effect size of 0.73 for unilateral transcranial photobiomodulation over sham. That's a that's a mouthful. So specifically, unilateral transcranial laser therapy, or in this case, photobiomodulation. They used an LED device. We'll talk about that a little bit more soon. And they had a very strong designed this study to eliminate the placebo effect, um, which is quite impressive. And, and a lot of times that is the, the criticism that's leveled against laser therapy studies as well. You know, there's a big placebo effect and it wasn't properly accounted for, so we shouldn't, you know, take these study results as being accurate. Well, I'll describe this study a bit to you so you can see how well designed really it seems to be, uh, at least from what I can tell. But first, uh, opioid addiction is a significant issue facing the U.S. and many parts of the developed world. If you don't know about that yet, you've had your head in the sand for a long time. Most of us have at least heard something about the way that opioid abuse and addiction is affecting our communities, with thousands dying every year of opioid addiction, whether it's overdose, suicide, or associated disorders. So... um, we know that a lot of these opioid disorders and opioid addictions actually start with a doctor's prescription. And many times that prescription is for musculoskeletal pain. If you're a musculoskeletal practitioner, you've probably dealt with this in the past and you probably are dealing with it every day. The use of opioids to control pain versus the alternative solutions to pain control which oftentimes can include laser therapy. Laser therapy has been promoted for years now to reduce opioid use and prescriptions uh, in terms of musculoskeletal conditions, but what about the people who are already dealing with opioid addictions? Could you use laser to help reduce current opioid addictions? That's what this paper is all about. So it's very, very interesting We know that the brain plays a large role in stimulating ongoing addictive behavior and uh, actual addictions, whether it is opioid or nicotine or otherwise. Transcranial, so over the head, laser therapy uh, and photobiomodulation using light has been used in the past. And we've even talked about some of this in the podcast episodes that we've done here for the LTI podcast uh, to help with anxiety, depression, but also opioid craving. In this particular study, they say that there are over 400 papers that have been published on how near-infrared light can be absorbed uh, by the mitochondria and then how transcranial 
photobiomodulation can increase neurotrophic factors in the brain to increase blood flow and decrease inflammation, and indications that this can have a positive effect on brain function. So in this particular study, there are two real uh, effects that were being studied here. Not only transcranial light therapy for addictive behaviors, but also which hemisphere of the brain was most involved in the addictive behaviors. Now, reading from the study, they say, contrary to the established models that have generally associated negative emotions with the right hemisphere, there are studies that indicate negative emotions can often be left hemisphere dominant. And the researchers do talk about in this paper how the emotionally negative side of the brain tends to have the emotions and behaviors that go along with addiction tied in. So one side of the brain seems to be much more strongly correlated with opioid addiction and addictive behaviors than the other side. Many studies on light therapy in the past have actually studied treating both sides of the head um, at the same time uh, in the same session and have shown good results. But these researchers said, okay, if we have one hemisphere of the brain that is more dominant for addictive behaviors, what if we only apply light to one side of the brain, uh, the, the one that we can show is more dominant on addiction? So what they did is they, they took a, a section of the population that was opioid addicted and, and currently using, and they used a fairly simple visual test to determine which side of the brain, which hemisphere, had the more dominant negative effect on opioid use. It's very interesting. They, they used some glasses that would block off central vision, and then they would show pictures to the patient just to the one side of the visual cortex. Now, of course, because you have the, the um, optic chiasm, you, whatever you show to the eye on the right side, the right eyeball, is going to influence more the left brain, and then uh, whatever you show to the left eye will influence the right brain. So the researchers showed uh, these pictures just to one eye, one visual field was exposed to that, and then the patients were asked what kind of feelings they associated um, with immediately after those pictures were shown, how negative they were, how much they were currently then craving uh, some type of opioid stimulation. They did that to both sides, both visual fields, and then whichever, whichever side gave them the most negative connotations and the, the largest opioid cravings, they determined that uh, contralateral hemisphere of the brain was then more involved in the addictive behavior. So once the researchers had the positive hemisphere, whichever hemisphere seemed to be more dominant in that negative uh, behavior pattern, they uh, took this group of patients and split them into two different groups. And, and this was a racially balanced but male-heavy group. So only, uh, I believe, one female completed the trial. Um, but uh, 11 white and 11 black patients for this particular study. So they were treated into two different groups and were given outcome assessments on what their opioid use was like. Then... The first week, they either had a sham treatment or an active treatment with the light device. Then one week later, they had the opposite. So one group would come in, have the sham treatment, and then a week later have the active treatment. 
or they'd have the act treatment and then the sham treatment. Thereby, the researchers actually had crossover with the groups, and the way they set this up was, was pretty great because they were able to use an LED unit that was at 810 nanometers, about 810 nanometers, delivering 250 milliwatts per centimeter squared. They applied the light to the F3 or F4 site on the head, and that's with the uh, the EEG placement guide. So um, F3 and F4 are a couple inches above the eyes uh, if, if you travel superior, superiorly. So and these LED units uh, do produce this near-infrared light, and they delivered about 60 joules per centimeter squared, which is a pretty significant dose because they figured you're going to lose quite a bit of that light to the skin and to the bone getting through uh, the skull into the brain. LEDs do typically produce quite a bit of heat, so their LED units uh, were attached to a heat sink and had a fan for cooling. And if they got the active treatment, that's exactly how it went. There was the, the LED light unit was applied first to the non-involved or the, the, non, the negative side of the brain and then to the positive side of the brain, the side that was more involved with the addictive behaviors. That was the active treatment. For a sham treatment, they covered the LEDs in aluminum foil, which is pretty ingenious, but that blocked all the light from getting out of the device to the patient, but still allowed some sensation of warmth and heat. So we're even controlling here in this particular study for the patient's perception of is this you know really working because the patients are going to feel the same amount of warmth they're just not going to know if the uh, invisible infrared is actually being delivered or not so this led unit was placed over these uh, particular spots on the forehead and was used for about four minutes on each side again first on the non-involved hemisphere of the brain and then on the uh, hemisphere that seemed to be more involved with the negative behaviors and then immediately after the treatment, whether it was sham or active, the researchers took more tests to see how the opioid craving was. So for both active and sham treatments, they had about a 44 to 45% decrease in cravings from immediately before the treatment was rendered in both groups. So both the people who had light and that didn't. However, they say they found that when they compared the percent decrease in cravings one week after the treatments, there were significant differences between the active and the sham treatments. So, thir uh, excuse me, 53% in the active group had at least a 60% improvement in opioid cravings using that one week, that initial baseline. Whereas in the sham group, only only 17% achieved at least a 60% reduction in opioid cravings. So that's a that does show you there is a placebo effect with opioid cravings. However, the reduction in craving was much stronger at the three-week mark from having the active treatment. They were also able to show that by treating the positive, the more involved hemisphere of the brain, they were having better results with opioid craving re reduction than by treating the negative or the less involved side of the brain. Now, a couple of little specifics from this study that we don't always get this kind of data, but I thought was interesting. During the treatment, two of the patients had on-study usage, so they, they showed up positive for use, using opioids um, at the week 
2, which was after they had received a sham treatment during the first week. That went down to zero after they had the active treatment at week two. So the sham treatment, they still ended up using between having the sham treatment and the active treatment. But after they had the active treatment, there was no use after that. One patient was defined as a heavy user. He received the active treatment the very first week and saw his usage drop after the active treatment. And then by the time you got to that final follow-up at week three, his usage was at zero. There were four patients that were moderate users, and uh, all of them saw a decrease in usage at the second week assessment because they had had active treatments at week one. And then two of the four saw another decrease after the, the week three assessment. There were three patients who were defined as low users at the baseline, and they remained low users at all the subsequent assessments. So just to recap here, very, very good elimination of the placebo effect, demonstrating that yes, there is a placebo effect. However, when it is well controlled, you can still see that laser, excuse me, light therapy in this case can have an excellent benefit in this case for uh, opioid craving and opioid abuse. But these patients only had one active treatment, one treatment and had significant improvements in how they did. Now, this study doesn't say, you know, that going on further from the three-week mark, this was maintained. The study doesn't talk about if you were to do several treatments, say once a week uh, for a couple of months, if that would continue to improve for these patients who are dealing with uh, opioid abuse, uh, addiction, and cravings. Um, but it's a good indicator that light therapy treatments on the brain are not just a placebo effect but have some actual impact on how the brain functions and further that one hemisphere of the brain is probably dominant when it comes to addictive behaviors as a matter of fact i'll give you a quote from the study they say dual brain psychology which is this, this kind of division between the hemispheres really can suggest that in a large majority of patients one hemisphere is a trait associated with a mental state that manifests a relationship to past traumas, causing depression, anxiety, and an immature cognition that leads to adverse behavior, including substance abuse, and that unilateral treatments to the positive hemisphere might stimulate it and further promote its dominance, thereby inducing a state of greater well-being. So you're using that healthier side to assist the body as a whole. Now, we're going to need to see more study. We're going to need to see more results. However, it's encouraging, I think, to be able to say that, yes, there is a placebo effect with many treatments. We can see it here. However, there is a very large difference between applying a real treatment and a well-designed, well-controlled sham treatment when it comes to opioid abuse. What could we see in the future? Well, we're going to need to see more studies for sure to see if you can even use ongoing treatment um, to continue to reduce addictive behaviors, maybe for opioids, maybe even for alcoholism uh, or smoking and other addictive behaviors. But I think it's very interesting. Again, this is a hot off the presses study. It says a lot about what the future of light therapy could hold, I think is really exciting. Um, and it could offer some hope to people who are trying to fight uh, opioid abuse and opioid addiction. Thanks again for joining us this week. I look forward to talking to you next time. Subscribe now to keep learning about the growing field of laser therapy. Check out our patient-focused podcast, Healing at the Speed of Light, a great resource for your patients. 
For massive practice growth and improved patient outcomes, become a certified Laser Therapy Institute clinic. Learn how at lasertherapyinstitute.org.